What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Derek D. Wildman. This is another episode of Detroit Chess Killers Podcast. I'm out here with my homeboy Tim Spike, Joseph Gaston. Today we got a special guest appearance for y'all. Tim, what's up? Hey man, look, I'm excited um, to meet. This is uh, quite possibly the biggest episode of the podcast that we've done so far. And um, I'm really looking forward to it, man. And I'm excited that I could be a part of this one here with you today, bro. Anything you want to say while we're waiting on our guests? Yeah, man. I just want to maybe kind of, let's say, set the table a little bit, you know. Um, well, we, we haven't said who the guest actually is. So I'm, I'm going to kind of keep that little little bit, you know what I'm saying, mysterious in case you just clicked on this link by accident. But uh, yeah, our next our next guest um, is one of the strongest players um, in Michigan. He's a household name. Um, you may know him from past success at uh, the, the, the Nationals, uh, the Scholastic Nationals, past success at, uh, I think, uh, Dinkers Tournament, I should say. Um, and also, most recently, as a household name, as a uh, member of the Pro Chess League. Okay, so you know this is a uh, like I said, it's pretty huge um, opportunity, and I'm I'm just thankful to be a part of it, man. Besides that, while we still win, let's talk about the U.S. Championship for a minute. What you think? Okay, so yeah, the U.S. Championship is underway. It's heating up. Um, and man, I just think that it's it's such a star-studded field, okay? Like, you really have some awesomely powerful chess players that are competing against one one another right now. Um, To name a few, right, you got uh, Jeffrey Zhang, Sam Savian, Hikaru Nakamura, Fabiano Caruana, Wesley So. And uh, Sam Shanklin, Ray Robson, and you could just kind of keep going on and on. Like, it's a really competitive field, but it looks like um, we've been joined by everybody else. So, Derek, you want to go ahead and introduce uh, everybody else here? No, you do it. The floor is yours. Go ahead. All right. So, as we mentioned, we have, um, who you all know, uh, our good friend, Joseph Gasson. Joe, say what up? What's up? What's up, people? Awesome. And then we also have checking in with the Detroit Chess Killers International Master Atulia Shetty. How you doing, Atulia? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Oh, man. It's my pleasure. I'm a guest here, too, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so... Um, let's go ahead and get it started here. You know, we've, we've, we've made a little small talk, you know, while we were waiting for everything to... Uh, everybody to join in. Um... Why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit, Atulia, if you don't mind, um, a little bit about how you started off playing chess and how you how you got into the game. Yeah, so I actually started when I was four. Um, I went to this preschool that my parents put me in, and there were these two guys um, who, while they were watching the kids, they just had like a little magnetic board, and mm-hmm. they would just play against each other. And I started watching them, and they taught me how to play. So I learned there, and then I started going to this chess store in Ann Arbor, and I'd go there like every single day, um, playing with people like anyone who would want to play. Uh, ben Feingold was there a lot, so I got to learn from him, and just playing a ton uh, around Ann Arbor, and then started traveling to tournaments once it got a little more serious. But yeah, started off in that one daycare from a couple teachers. 
Wow. Now, do you remember your first tournament? Or is that something you could you could barely remember now at this point? Yeah, uh, I don't remember like too much of it specifically, but I remember going to like an unrated tournament when I was four, and I got scholars mated like my first game, mm-hmm. and it was to a kid who was like a little older than me. And my dad always tells a story that his dad saw that I was like super young and just told him, yeah, like go scholars mate, and he like whispered in his ear, and then mm. it worked perfectly, and I just, I got beaten four moves. So that was, that was like my first tournament game actually. The last yeah. time you played E4, E5, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> now, so, did your dad play as well? Um, my dad, like, he played a little bit with, like, some family members and stuff growing up, but he never played too seriously. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, he, like, knows how to play, and he's actually gotten, like, quite a bit better just by, like, watching my games and stuff like that. But he, he's never played a tournament or anything like that. If you could guess your father's rating, player strength, what you think it's about? Um, it's hard to say if he played in the tournament. Just like analyzing and stuff, I'd say he's like fifteen, sixteen hundred. Uh, but I, if he like playing in a tournament, it's way different. So he, he'd probably make a lot of blunders and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Now, for y'all don't know, in Detroit, we had all the kings, all the kings men chess club. I was frequently there. Joseph was there. A bunch of us. Then you was like a baby, a munchkin. Remember mm-hmm. those times? Yeah, yeah. I remember. I've played in a lot of those tournaments. It was a little bit far away, so I didn't play like I would just come to play on like an evening. But a lot of tournaments I played there and got to play with all you guys, which was pretty cool. Yeah, speak on all the uh, Kings Men Chess Club experience from your perspective. Yeah, for me it was like a great place. Like it was one of the only places that would have consistent tournaments around. So I like would go there whenever they had something and I mean there are a ton of strong players there probably like most of the strong players in Michigan are you know have played around there like play there consistently so that was a really good place for me to get a lot of practice and really improve Mm. now Tuya I remember you from back in the day too myself um, even though, like, I, I wouldn't blame you for not remembering me at all, but uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but my my point is though, around that time, you were probably between eleven and thirteen hundred, and I was probably around thirteen hundred myself back then. Um, can you just maybe uh tell us a little bit about like what you recall from being about that rating range and kind of how your tournament days were going uh, when you were about that strength? Yeah, I, I mean back then. I just love chess. So I remember just any tournament, like anything I could do, I was always just like happy to play. So all, all my memories from tournaments there are like positive. Like I wouldn't care if I lost. It's like, oh, whatever, I got to play. Um, so mm-hmm. it, it was definitely a lot of fun there. Um, and I remember I used to play just like, at, like I think one of the tournaments I went to, I went to a tournament in Dallas with my dad. And mm-hmm. all, all my games finished like really quickly because like kids play really fast. Mm-hmm. And there's like a Mavericks game going on, and he's like, "Yeah, so do you want to like go to this Mavericks game? We could go watch like the NBA." And I was like, "No, I'd rather just play Blitz here." So, which like nowadays I would never do that. Um, you know, I want to <laughs> go see a basketball game, but I like the main thing that sticks out to me is just like how much I loved it, and I just couldn't get away. Like even in between games and stuff, just playing Blitz at all the Kings men with anyone who would want to. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that that's my main memory from the, those days. Okay, so how about this? Can you can you tell us when maybe something started to like really switch on to where you were just like, you know what, 
I'm about to take this like to the next level. Like, like when you just like really started to dig in, get serious, and like make those rating gains and just start moving up the ladder from from that point. Yeah, I mean, for I even made like decent amount of rating gains just by like playing and like having fun with it. Um, when I really started to study, I would say is like maybe late middle schoolish, early high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I would put like in a lot of hours over the summer and stuff like that when I didn't have school. Um, and that was like a way to make like kind of a big jump from like being like a master or something to like getting like FM, IM and you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so around then, I guess when I started taking it more seriously and not just, you know, like going and playing for fun. So and basically, so I'm sorry, from, from about 13, 1400 to master, like you were still kind of just not so very serious you was i mean i i was still taking lessons and like working i wouldn't say like i i wasn't it wasn't like i was just like going showing up to tournaments and playing like i was still like mm-hmm. studying mm-hmm. chess and stuff but it wasn't like it was just like me doing it for fun i wasn't like really like right. focused and like doing any like motivated study as much mm-hmm. whereas mm-hmm. like like to move up past that i think takes a lot it, it took a lot more like focused effort and what age did you reach master? Um, I think I was thirteen. Thirteen? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I remember <laughs> actually the tournament I made it. I was twenty one ninety nine, and I gained exactly one point and hit twenty two hundred. Wow. <laughs> That's funny. I'm actually looking right at it. The Cardinal Open. Yep. Yeah. That one. Did it in Columbus too. Mm-hmm. That gotta feel good. <laughs> Yeah, whenever I play tournaments there, I make sure to wear my mission so they know. Nice. <laughs> now I got a question for you. Why not Michigan State? He's Why from not? Ann Arbor. Yeah, I, I was born in Ann Arbor, the U of M hospital. So, you know, I've kind of got to stay true to it. Also, my mom did her PhD at U of M. So I, I just kind of grew up a Michigan fan. Absolutely. I, to me, that that's a no-brainer at that point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's always been like my favorite school, so pretty no, happy to be here. I never see you in no Ohio State Buckeye uniform. No, no, on. never. <laughs> okay. Okay, since we're let me ask you about our homeboy, your homeboy, Mikey Bowersock. Yeah. I think he's crazy. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people might think that. Why do you think that? I just think for him to be, I think was twenty. Did he did he get to twenty three hundred? Um, not quite. I think he's like twenty two ninety something. Mm. I think Mikey could have been. I am a GM, and I would just love to see him return back to playing chess. I just don't understand it. Yeah, I. I mean, I agree with you. He definitely could be. I am a GM. He has a lot of talent. Um, but I mean, if you don't really like enjoy the game as much, then you know, there's no point in like forcing it. You really want to, you Tell know, be doing stuff you quit. enjoy. Tell the story why he quit. What happened at Chicago Open? Uh, <laughs> Which one? Which Chicago Open? Uh, I know that was like his last tournament, probably 2015, I think it was. Um, I don't know if that was like if it was just that one tournament why he he quit though. I think he just doesn't enjoy it overall. But yeah, I think I think he lost the last round or something in, in whatever section. I don't remember exactly though. And he said, "What? I'm done with this, right?" Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of work to, you know, even with all the talent, like, to get from 2300 to an IM or a GM takes a lot of, like, hard work. So if you if you don't enjoy it, then, you know, it's it's not really worth it. 
So I got a question. Since you at that level, can you tell the viewers how hard it is for you to gain like 15 points? Yeah, 15 points. Like, if if I gain like five, 10 points in a tournament, that that was great. And even like my best tournaments, I'm probably gaining like maybe 20, and that'd be like really good. I think so. Like the last tournament I played, for example. Uh, was the Liberty Bell Open, and so that was seven rounds. I scored five and a half out of seven, and I played like two GMs and an IM, a couple 2400s, and I scored like five and a half out of seven, and I think I gained like 11 points or something. Mm-hmm. So, and like tied for first. So, you know, to, to have like, you know, even like a 15-point game, like I have to do better than tying for first with GMs. So, yeah, it, it's a struggle for sure. That's great. Yeah, I see here that um, you uh, you earned the title of FIDE Master back in 2012. Do you remember uh, like kind of like what tournament maybe pushed you over uh, that that threshold? No, like, I honestly no? don't remember when I became FIDE Master. Oh, okay. um, yeah, I mean, it's always kind of been like goal to get IM and then GM. FM was just kind of like on oh. the way, mm-hmm. so it. It really wasn't too big of a deal to me when I got FN. Okay. Because um, I always knew I was going for something more. For sure. So okay. can, can you walk us through how how you earned the international master title? Like, do you recall, like, which tournaments you earned your norms at? And, like, some of the key moments that, that led up to you being able to uh, make that big accomplishment? Yeah, definitely. That, that one I remember quite well. So for people who don't know, to get IM, you need three norms. So, like, a certain performance in, like, three tournaments, you have to play, like, a certain number of IMs and foreign people, and you have to have a certain performance rating. And then you also need to break 2,400 FIDE. Mm. So, my first norm I got in the World Open in 2014. And that tournament, actually, so, they had, like, two back-to-back tournaments. And the tournament right before that, in the last round, was the first time I ever beat a GM. Um, and then, so, like, the next day, basically, World Open starts, and the first round, I play, like, a 25-90 FIDE, and I won that game. Mm. Um, then I lost one, but I ended up with, like, four out of six against, I think, like, five GMs and an IM or something like that. And then I ended up losing my last three games, but still had, like, the performance for an IM norm. So that was my first one. Second one was North American Open 2015, I think. Maybe 2014. Um, so I got my second norm there, which I had also clinched um, before the last round. Mm-hmm. And then the last norm was the Chicago Open that was that was Mikey Bowersack last tournament. Oh. Um, that He lost his last round, but my last round, I was playing a GM and I needed a draw. And I was actually pretty proud of that game because I had a threefold repetition and I declined it and then ended up winning that game, actually. And that was my third norm. Um, And then I was stuck around like 2350-ish for quite a while. And then Uh World Open 2016, I got like six out of nine, um, played against like seven players higher rated than me, mostly GMs, I think, if not all. And I scored like three wins and six draws. And I gained wow. a lot of rating points there, and that's where I broke 2,400. So that's where I actually got the title officially. Wow. How hard, is it, to play, how hard is it to sit there and play like seven consecutive years? 
Yeah, I mean, it's definitely tough. It, it doesn't get easier, especially in those open tournaments. Um, but you really, like, just play one game at a time. And, like, it, like once you've played six of them, the seventh one is, like, oh, it's just one game. It's mm-hmm. not like, oh, what are the, like, it's so hard to play seven GMs. You're, you're only just playing one GM. And then you focus on that game. And then you see what comes next if you, you know, can, can survive. Right. Okay. Now, what was that last year we was at the Chicago Open, right? Um, yeah, I think so. That's when you told me you beat Eugene Perlstein. Is that pronounced your name right? Yeah, yeah, I beat him in the Chicago Open, yep. Yeah, yeah that's when I threw my chest open, black and white. <laughs> oh, wait. Tell us about that game. Didn't y'all say y'all played a slide? Yeah, it was like this weird sideline. Not weird, but a bit of a sideline where usually, so I was black, and usually in that line, white just gets a slight edge. Um, and it's like an early queen trade and you get into an end game where white's just slightly better um and during the game i saw and i remembered i had like i think at least one or two games in that so i figured he had some preparation um so i did something a little weird and like avoided the trade of queens and i like looking at it later like the computer says he's a little better um but it was pretty hard to find and then he went for like a bunch of like piece x which were like looked really dangerous um, but I, I mean, I was kind of able to calculate and defend, and by the end of it, I was just up like a lot of material, uh, and the attack was kind of done. So mm. yeah, that's kind of how that game went. Oh, yeah, I think push, I remember that game. Put some respect on Big Soft and that. I mean, Big Tatula and that. I threw that book <laughs> away after that, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's an idea, man. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Question. Those books are pretty good, I think. I, I used the the one for black. Uh, to study a little bit back like a few years ago. Okay. All right. Okay. I, I got a question now for you, Atulia. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for me, I've really been um, trying to be the people's champion for like lower rated players, mm-hmm. um, at least here locally um, until, you know, nationally we can organize. And then, you know, if they want me to like spearhead that, then I'll do it. But. <laughs> um, but I was just kind of curious, like, at what point maybe uh, did you maybe start to feel like kind of like a chess rock star? Because, um, I mean, you got so many notable accomplishments here. Like, for example, um, in 2012, you were part of the uh, U.S. Am- Amateur Team Championship. Um, you also competed in the Dinker Tournament in 2012 and took first place The in 2013. 13, you were the K-12 uh, national champion. Um, mm-hmm. I think you had a perfect score of 7-0 in that tournament. And uh, I, I'm pretty sure, like, right after that, like, you, your face was on the cover of Chess Life magazine. So, like, did you really, like, feel like at that at that point in time or since then, like, man, I'm, I'm like, really somebody in the chess world? Um. Well, I don't know if, even now, I don't know if I'm really somebody. There, there are so many players better than me. Um, but yeah, I guess like sort of when I was sort of coming up the ranks in Michigan, I was usually like towards the top of my age group, like in Michigan and like in the country. Mm-hmm. So there was always like that little bit of like, not really pressure, but like, you know, that like at least the people in your age group and stuff kind of know who you are and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I definitely try to like not let that affect me too much. Um, and, and it's not like a huge thing. It's not like I'm, you know, getting harassed in the streets or anything like that. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's just kind of cool, though. 
you can like go back and it's like definitely some good memories of those tournaments and then seeing the cover of the magazine that was that was definitely pretty cool mm-hmm. um, do you got chess groupies no no <laughs> no chess groupies no all, all my non-chess playing friends joke about that they, they want to like come around and follow the tournaments but then you know never actually ends up happening Okay, so oh, that's man, actually that's that that means that uh it's not looking good for for any of the rest of us there. If, if international master Shetty <laughs> has no chess groupies, I don't think it's possible for any of us to have chess groupies. Then, yeah, I, if you're playing chess for the groupies, you should you should do something else probably. Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, no. Yeah, well, maybe the. Maybe after hearing this podcast, the groupies will actually start coming out. Like, you know what? We could we could be chess groupies. We don't have to just go to, you know, whatever rock concerts, hip hop concerts. Yeah, Maybe go yeah, to the chess hopefully. tournaments. Yeah. Yep. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty chess groupies. Um coming there soon. There we go. <laughs> Platform to run behind. Chess yeah. groupies twenty twenty. Uh-huh. I got I got a question or two. What type of music you listen to? Um, I listen to mainly like hip hop. What? Yeah. Um. Yeah. My favorite artist actually is like Future. Yeah. This year. Yeah. Um. But yeah, a lot of my friends at school don't really listen to that, so it's kind of tough. I'm out here by uh, myself. Uh, so you, you, you in the future? Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite Future project that you like um, to listen to? I I really like the the back to back Hendrix and Future. When he yes. dropped them, like, yeah, that was pretty sick. Yeah. Um, I like Purple Rain a lot. That's Me too. Like kind of an older one. Purple right? Rain yeah. is awesome. Purple Rain yeah. is amazing. Yeah. I, Perky's I think baby. I, they don't have them on Spotify, so I had to go on YouTube and all that. But mm-hmm. yeah, some some of those older ones. But yeah, probably Purple Rain's my favorite. I even like uh, like... I even like Beast Mode too. Have you heard that one? Yeah, yeah, I remember. I listened to that actually at a chess tournament when he dropped like the first nine songs or something like that. Mm, mm, mm. I listened to all those. Um, I forget what it's called, but he had one song on there with him and Young Scooter. That that was a good one. Oh, hold yeah, up, hold up. Really. International master Chuli Chetty, listen to trap music. Yep. Yeah, all my friends are like actually make fun of me because they're like, yeah, if you see like this like nerdy Indian kid like walking down the street with his headphones in. And then you have no idea I'm actually listening to like future. See, that is that is awesome. Listen, there is just something very uh soothing about trap music to me. I don't know, maybe it's like the the harmonies or especially the way future does it. I don't know. Yeah, but, yeah, he has like a little bit of a more like melodic thing. Yeah, it's it. like a melodic voice and delivery. Nice. Yeah, I think definitely. I'm the only one on the phone. That don't listen to future. Really? Yeah, bro, you finna be disconnected, Mike. I, I, I literally couldn't name one song, one future song. What? I just never listened to him. That's not no, true. Low light, low light, low light. Anybody can name one future song. Low light. Okay, low light. March Madness. Molly Percocet. I just never listened to it. That's actually it called Mask Off, too, Derek, by the way. But I, I just like Sam Miles first. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let me be great. Achula, it, it, besides Future, what else? You listen to Gucci Man? I heard you said Young Scooter now. Yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I not good because like I always just listen to it on Spotify, so I never know who the artist is. 
because I'm just listening to it. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure I've heard some Gucci. Um, nice. Definitely Young Scooter. He had a new album recently too. I have that on my phone downloaded. Mm-hmm. Forget what it's called. You just admitted that you're more hood than Joseph, bro. Yep. <laughs> yep. Like you got him with the future, and he probably don't even know who Young Scooter is. I don't. <laughs> oh man, that's going. That's oh okay. That's what bad. About Can- what about Candy Cash? You ever listened to some Candy Cash? I have. Yeah, I actually have. What? Um, yeah, I haven't listened to him recently, but yeah, when he was like making music and stuff, I listened to a few of those mistakes. See, this is Fallen why... is my hobby. Fallen <laughs> is my hobby. <laughs> this is this is why I love this pod, man, because we we find out so much about what's going on about each other in this chess world, man. I, I, man. I told y'all Jimmy had some bars. Yeah, he did. What? Jimmy had some bars, man. Jimmy was actually nice, pretty nice. <laughs> Let me let me ask you this, Atulia. Do you have any talents besides chess that that maybe people don't know about? Uh, like, are not you like particularly, honestly, a low key like pool shark or something like that? Like, pimp? No. Um, <laughs> you can solve. Can you solve like Rubik's cubes? You know, and like record timers, like you know, anything like that? No, not <laughs> really. Um, I'm probably better at sports than most people would think but I'm not like very good um you you hoop you play basketball a little bit I'm not great though um yeah I I haven't played in a while but a lot of my friends play we used to play like on IM teams and stuff in Michigan um but yeah yeah I don't have a lot of hidden talents unfortunately that'd be kind of sick to just like pull something out of the bar and like be sick at it it's kind of hard to just like Pull out a chessboard and, and play people. You know, you can't like show off the talent so much. That's true. So how, but it's so how you enjoying that night like that, Mitch? I know y'all have a ball on the weekend. Atulia. Mm-hmm. Before you answer this question, Joe went to Michigan State. Just want to let you know. <laughs> I didn't go to oh. Michigan State. <laughs> Joe, you the ox. <laughs> I don't know why Derek keep making me go to Michigan State. I never attended that school. <laughs> <laughs> He went to state, bro. Just want to let you know. Yeah, I, yeah. Michigan's a lot of fun. I'll say that. I, I haven't. I went to state uh, for for the football game this past year because it was in East Lansing, uh-huh. and I got to say that was pretty fun too. But wait, yeah, Michigan won, right? Yep. That was a part of the revenge tour. Yeah, it was. We had a great Shit, revenge ended, tour for a while. Yeah, they then, ended in Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, that was rough. Yeah, I almost had to go sell plasma after that game. <laughs> yeah, that that was a tough day for sure. But the the rest of the year is pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Then they lose the ball game too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so this might be a good time to ask this question, um, international master Tuya Shetty. Uh, how do you feel about Coach Harbaugh? Um, I, I'm still a fan. I don't know that we could get anyone that's better. Right now, like I don't know how many mm-hmm. better coaches mm-hmm. there are that would, I mean, leave their their place. Right, um, right. But like, I mean, he's, I guess, not like the savior everyone thought he was. He's not like gonna put us at Alabama standard like immediately. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we're still like it's still a giant step up from where we had been like the past several years. You know, y'all so go get Urban Meyer. We could, yeah. I don't know about that. Not a big fan. man. He retired. That's that's a victory for Michigan alone. That is true. That. That is actually big. Yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. we'll see. 
Michigan Ooh. is currently blowing out Florida, by the way. Yeah, I, I actually have the game up in front of me on my laptop. Oh, man. <laughs> I stepped away from the game. I'm happy to hear that, though. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully we win. I always, I when I fill out my bracket or when I, like, do any kind of, like, sports picking, I pick against my team. So that way, like, if Michigan wins, I'm happy because I won. And if they lose, I'm happy because my bracket, like, worked out. Oh, but I had Nevada nice. beating Florida. So now it's just, you know, rough if Florida wins because I don't get those points either. Mm. All right. So, okay. so we really got to win, basically. Okay. Now, let so... me ask you a question or two. Let me get this question. I was just down in Chicago talking to Go Paul. Mm-hmm. That dude, like I told him to his face, looked like a magician. Mm-hmm. He just looked like looked like he do like magic tricks and all that other stuff. Uh-huh. How good is that guy? Uh, he he's pretty strong. I don't like. He he's better than me at blitz for sure. Um, but. Yeah, it's tough to say. I, like, I guess he hasn't played that much classical, but, but like, you beat his ass in classical, right? I've, I don't know about that. I, I definitely say I'm better, but at, at blitz, he's definitely better. I would put him like at a GM level in blitz for sure. God. Oh wow! Yeah, like if you just take some like any random like 2500 feet AGM against Gopal and blitz, I, I'd say it's like pretty much a toss up. I might even give Gopal the edge. Yeah, that, that's impressive. So since we're on the subject of uh, discussing other people's games, um, who do you uh, really feel like in Michigan is really like pushing you for, you know, the number one spot? Or do you feel any pressure from anybody like that at all? Um, I, I don't know if pressure is the right word. Like, I, I don't feel like any additional pressure by that. But definitely I would say, um, in my opinion, me and Soffel are a pretty clear one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I mean we're both IMs mm-hmm. um, our ratings are pretty similar he does mm-hmm. have a couple GM norms though so he definitely has a case to be one um, okay can so... I throw this in there though mm-hmm. do you do you know your personal uh, lifetime record against him yeah I, I'm definitely up a few games um, but most of the recent ones have been draws um, but I, I haven't lost to him and I think I've won Maybe two games, maybe three, but probably two. I don't nope. really remember. It's three. You have three wins, three draws, zero losses. I, I had to do some research before the okay. podcast. Yep. So uh-huh. <laughs> I just wanted to kind of the song. Yeah. So yeah, basically, yeah, he has yet to beat you. He's a number two. Um, the only other IM in Michigan, but he has yet to win a game. So yeah, I mean, it's not necessarily all about like head to head though. That's and, true. and also some of those were probably from earlier like if I was like 1800 and he was like 1500 I mean it uh, doesn't you know it doesn't count for too much I um, see and I think the last couple times have been draws so I, I would I mean I would say we're like pretty much neck and neck and yeah I, don't, I wouldn't say it's like really pressure though like we're friends and we're like you know playing for the same team in Michigan and in the pro chess league so we're definitely right. like helping each other out and like discussing stuff like and we're good friends so it, it's I don't think either of us is like oh I gotta get ahead of them we're just kind of playing for our own improvement right mm-hmm. now who else is on that Michigan team with you too yeah so people who go to Michigan are me Soffel, Edward Song Mark Hyman uh, Bauer Sakazare, Apurva Verkud um then Kyle Webster's there. He's like twenty one hundred or so. Um, so yeah, we had we definitely have a really strong team. 
Um, Marco is like uh, he's doing a PhD. He's played like in all the like Pan Ams he has eligibility for. And then I'll be graduating in a year. But we have a lot of strong players around here. So that's kind of nice for us to like kind of play together. That that almost makes me want to just go ahead and throw this out here for the conversation. Um, Would you consider Ann Arbor to be the chess capital of Michigan? Um, No, no, I I don't think we can say that. Why not? I mean, mean, just because you have the strongest players, that doesn't really make it like the chess capital. So I, I do think we'd have like if we had like a five or six or whatever person like team competition i think we'd have a clear advantage there but like ann arbor doesn't really have we don't have tournaments that we're hosting we don't have like a lot of players we have like 10 15 20 people who play but like and we're we're pretty strong but we don't have like the same numbers that like somewhere like detroit does so i wouldn't really call us the capital i think there's a lot more like popularity and like tournaments and stuff going on over there than we have over here but I'll, let me throw this into the conversation. You guys have quite a few scholastic teams that do really well come state championship time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, that's a part of it. That's true, yeah. I, I've i been out of the scholastic circuit for a while, so I don't really know too much about who's been winning those. Also, I mm-hmm. guess, I mean, because of that, I don't. I guess when I was younger, I knew all the like, teams in Ann Arbor, which mm-hmm. I don't really think about anymore now like right i'm I'm sure i guess there are a lot of public schools but that's sort of maybe a somewhat different community than like the college team right because like we're not really playing tournaments with them or like right yeah okay but maybe let me let me put it in this um kind of perspective you got lansing detroit uh, Ann Arbor and Grand Rapids. How would you rank those? Like, you forgot Flint. Flint is pretty big. Okay, well, th- let's throw Flint in there too. And Monroe. What? Let's just keep it to like five. <laughs> if, if you were to rank those from like, okay, this is the most happening chess town to the least happening chess town out of those towns, like, in your opinion, like, how would you pretty much rank them in your mind as you see them? Yeah, honestly, I don't really know. I haven't been to Grand Rapids, Lansing, or Flint in, like, years. Mm, So, mm. and the only time I would go is, like, for that one-day, like, or two-day tournament with the team. Uh Or, like, if, if, like, Michigan opens there or something, maybe I would have gone. But other than that, I've never really, like, gone there just to, like, play. And, like, you know, you you don't really get, like, the everyday community. Like, you don't get a feel for that. So, that's pretty tough for me to rank. Def- I've definitely been to like the Detroit City Chess Club and stuff like that, and they have a lot of people there who are like playing and stuff. So that's definitely up there, but it's hard for me to compare the other few cities, you know, just because I don't really have that much mm-hmm. familiarity with them. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you brought that up though, because I I was meaning to ask you about that. Um, for our listeners, the Detroit City Chess Club. Um, they do something really sweet where on Fridays at the Detroit Institute of Arts, um, which is pretty much um, in Midtown, downtown Midtown area of Detroit, um, on Fridays from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m., a lot of the scholastic chess players go there and they have chess club. But it's also open to the public, too. So one time I'm down there and then I look over and I, I speak to Coach Fight, who... Uh, 
who basically leads the Detroit City Chess Club. And he's like, you know who that is, right? I'm like, he looks familiar. He was like, that's a Tulia Shetty right there. And uh, so this was a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. by the way. So I wanted to ask you, like, you know, what what kind of brought you down there so recently? Or were you just in the neighborhood or? Uh, no. So usually I just go down there, like, if I have a free Friday where, like, we're not really doing anything or I have, like, not too much schoolwork, it's mm-hmm. kind of, like, a nice thing to do. I get to go play. Um, and usually I'll try to work it, work it in with, like, something else just so, like, I, I don't just go there for, like, a couple hours because it is, like, a bit of a drive. Mm-hmm. So I think the last time when I came down there was a few weeks ago. After that, I went to play some poker, like, after the club was over. Um, nice. Or, like, sometimes I'll go with my family and then we'll, like, go get dinner in Detroit or something like that. So, yeah, definitely, like, but usually the, the main reason would be to, you know, go to the chess club and then I try to do something else so I don't waste the trip, you know? Definitely. Okay, okay let me ask you a question. You said poker, right? Oh, yeah. man, let's get off of poker. <laughs> Joseph, there you go. Go ahead, get him. Yes, I mean, I started playing a little bit last summer. I'm still, you know, not very good, but it, it's really interesting to learn. And I feel like since I'm like so much worse at poker than chess, I can learn a lot more in like a short period of studying. So that's kind of cool. Um, and it, it's something I think a lot of chess players do as well. And it's an interesting sort of change of pace from chess. So I've been trying to learn a lot more about that. Um, yeah, but still, still a lot more to improve. It's a really fun game, though. Now, do you play Hold'em or do you, do you play Omaha in other games? Yeah, I, I pretty much have only played Hold'em. Um, definitely in the future would, you know, look into some other games. But I, I still am at a level where I have so much to learn about Hold'em. So I'm just kind of focusing on that for now. Yeah, it's, it's almost a direct, like, parallel between Pokemon and Chess nowadays. Yeah, there, there are so many players who are, like, who, who do both. So it, it's, yeah, there's definitely some sort of parallel in how the brain works or something mm. there. I know uh, WGM uh, Jennifer Shahade is a pretty known poker player. Have you ever discussed poker uh, with her or have played in the same uh, poker rooms as her or anything like that? No, no. She's definitely at a way higher level in in poker than I am. Oh, Um, okay. Yeah, I'm nowhere near there. She plays plays in a big boy event. (laughs) She better than big boy league. Who? Yeah. Jennifer. Nah, she ain't better than Randall. Okay, then. I think she's better than Randall, man. I don't know. What? You know, you know, I understand this stuff for like years at a time. Randall was like probably a top 10, 20 like online poker player for like a couple years straight. Oh, maybe not then. I know. <laughs> I like all him. the people y'all see on TV, like he's played most of most of the guys. Like, so yeah, Atulia, we're talking about um, somebody who came up in the in the chess uh, circles with us. His name is Randall Brooks. We call him Twin. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember. You, yeah you, you may know him. He was about 1,800, 1,900 strength player. He was there at the uh, Chicago-Detroit match. I, I think he was watching, right? Yeah, yep. he was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so th- they were talking about poker, actually. At, at oh, okay, yeah. Kingsman there, yeah. That's who we're referring to, yep. That's who we're talking about. Yeah. He posts things on uh, Facebook all the time about the... Uh, he, he travels... To quite a few uh, poker tournaments and stuff like that, and he'll post, he'll update us on what he's up to. Are you friends with him on Facebook? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I should, oh, okay. I should definitely friend him though after, after this. I'll or yeah, we'll, 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 um, at one point, Card Player Magazine had him ranked as like I think he was a half like five in Michigan at one point. Wow. Yeah. Dang. There you go. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, definitely a while to go before I'm at those levels. I probably will never be at those levels, but it's <laughs> still a fun game to learn. Okay. So we kind of touched on this a little bit um, earlier, but I was wondering if you could talk to us a little bit about your experience in the pro chess league. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we, Michigan, like we tried to qualify a couple years ago. Um, with a few guys at University of Michigan and didn't. And then right after that, um, like Mark and Edward had been playing for Pittsburgh um, mm-hmm. the year before. So we kind of had that connection. So the manager reached out like kind of right after that and was like, Were you, are you interested in playing for, for us? And I was like, yeah, sure. You know, it's a good opportunity to play like a bunch of GMs and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it, it's been a great experience just playing. You, you get to play so many strong players. And in like sort of a slow, slowish time control compared to like like a one minute game online or something. Mm-hmm. So you, you actually like it's long enough where you can actually learn from it and like actually like see some of your weaknesses as opposed to just like flagging and stuff like that. Um, yeah, unfortunately this year our team didn't do so well, so we're gonna have to try to requalify. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But yeah, it was a rough, rough year for Pittsburgh. Yeah, I saw that. Um, that unfortunately, I think they call it uh, the term they use is uh, relegated. Yep. Yeah. Where in your division, if you're one of the top four teams, right? I think you qualify for the playoffs, and then you automatically qualify to come back next year for the the following season. Right. And then, like the next two teams miss the playoffs, but qualify for the next season. Mm-hmm. And then I think the final two teams. They missed the playoffs, and they also have to requalify for the next season. Right, yeah. So we got okay. in that seventh spot, which was, you know, getting relegated. So we will have mm-hmm. to try to requalify. Okay. So, and then I think I was trying to look on there just to count how many Michigan or players from Michigan that are actually on that Pittsburgh team. And I think I counted four, maybe five. I think I saw... Yourself, Edward Song, Alex Hyman. But I think you mentioned Mark. Mark, yeah, Alex Hyman. I think is in Pittsburgh, but he grew up like playing a little bit in Michigan. Oh, okay. Um, And Mark, they're twins actually. And Mark is Mm -hmm. doing his PhD at Michigan right now. Right. And I know our good friend uh, James Canty is also was also added to that roster as well. Yeah, he joined the season. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you've also mentioned uh, Safo Moore. Yeah. Yep, is he I, is he still there as well? I think so. I he he was definitely on there last year. I assume he was on there this year, but I don't know for sure. Okay. I think he was though. Yeah, so that's I mean, that's a lot of Michigan talent right there supporting Pittsburgh. I, I, I really do hope we could get our own team one day, but I know we were kind of talking about this off the air that it would it would take quite a bit um and probably some um some outside help in order for yeah. to have their own team right yeah so the thing with pro chess league is like you have to have an average under 2500 feet a mm-hmm. and so even like the top four rated players in michigan our average is probably under 2400 feet a so we'd mm-hmm. be at like you know a hundred point gap on every board so we probably aren't quite at the level where we could just have michigan players playing but mm-hmm. i mean pretty much every team has like outside free agents like for example even pittsburgh has like evgeny posny who's who was our top rated player and he's from Mm -hmm. israel um and you know there are a bunch of teams with grandmasters from outside of the country even so 
it, yeah, the, it's not a knock on our talent at all, but we definitely need, w- would probably need at least one or two players uh, to sign as like free agents from outside of Michigan if we wanted to have a decent shot. Whoa. Man, let's spice this thing up. I got a question. <laughs> a Here we go. Here we go. Tell me one of the craziest chess stories you've experienced playing chess. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I guess there's one. This is actually from my second I Am Norm uh, in the North American Open. Um, and in round seven, I was paired against Timur Gareyev. Um, so he's a GM. If anyone's watching U.S. Chips, he's in there. Uh, mm-hmm. He's also like the blindfold simul king. I think they call him the blindfold king. Um, mm-hmm. So he has the record for the most number of games played in a blindfold simul. Um, but he also, if anyone's seen him at tournaments, uh, he, he likes to enjoy himself, uh, to say the least. Um, so at the start of the game, um, I'm, I'm sitting at my board waiting, you know, for them to make announcements and stuff. He walks in a little bit shaky. Um, and he sits down and he, he tells me like, we've played like once before. We don't know each other too well, but you know, he, he comes up, he says, yeah, um, I have a yoga class in like 20 minutes, so we have to finish this game quickly, all right? And I'm sitting there like kind of chuckling, like, what's this guy talking about? Um, and I'm thinking, you know, maybe like he's black, so slight disadvantage. Maybe he's going to offer me a quick draw. And, you know, me like looking for a norm, like draw with like a 25, 60 feet, like that'd be pretty good. So I'm mm-hmm. like thinking, oh, maybe he's going to offer me a draw. And then right after that, he says... Yeah, but you're low rated, so I gotta win. So just make sure you make your moves like real quick. I'm like, what? Right, so <laughs> so I, I'm just laughing at him basically. And then so we start the game, and like it's some normal opening, and I like get out of the theater. So I start thinking for a few minutes, and this is like 15 minutes after the round starts. He like gets up, and so I think for like a few minutes I make my move, and this guy's gone for like an hour. So, he went to the yoga class. I. I don't know, but I honestly think he went to a yoga class in the middle of our game. <laughs> and then he comes back. He definitely didn't only go to yoga class because he comes back stumbling a lot more. Um, and he, he has a cup with something in it uh, that he's drinking. He got blown. Yeah. <laughs> so we continue playing the game and he's for sure out of it. He, he's like, he has his phone out. I think he was texting, which I, I mean, you know, technically not against the rules, but I know he's not, like, you know, pulling up a computer on his phone at the board right there. So I'm like, whatever, we can let him text. He's, like, walking around. Then he, like, makes a couple blunders, but it's, like, I mess up also. So it's, like, somewhat equal. And then every, like, few moves he gets up and, like, is gone for, like, 10, 15 minutes. Um, And a lot of the time I'm, like, thinking on it. So, but he's definitely getting low on time. Uh, one of the moves, though, so I, like, go, I, I go to the bathroom, right? And he's been on one of his walks. So as I'm walking back from the bathroom, uh, he walks up to me and puts his arm around me. He's like, hey, where'd you move? And, you know, usually, like, no opponent ever talks to me during the game, especially mm-hmm. not, like, just so boldly. So I was confused. I didn't know what to say, so I just told him where I moved. And then he thinks about it. He's like, oh, so what are you going to do if I go 94? And I think about it, I'm like, wait, if he goes 94, like, that's going to be bad. Like, I didn't see that. So then we, we literally walk back to the board together. And then we both sit down and realize that he can't play 94. Like, that's not a legal move. 
Mm. Yeah, and then, yeah, he he ended up. He has like two minutes left. Makes a move, gets up, runs out of the room. Um, and I'm sitting there thinking, like, is he gonna come back? Should I just make a move and like hope he flags? Um, but yeah, I ended up uh, winning that game. Uh, he, he made like a blunder in time pressure in the end game. Uh, but yeah, and like throughout the game, uh, people were just like laughing because you could tell he was like visibly, visibly drunk at the game. So like people okay. would just be walking around like laughing about the whole situation. Um, that Did was you think he fun. was drinking? Um, I think it was. I mean, it's probably some sort of mixed drink. I don't know. Hard to hey, say. Derek. In the famous words of Lil Wayne. Don't worry. What's in my cup? My, yeah, what's in my cup is in my cup. He has fantasy, bro. Yeah, I, I do have to say though, uh, he, he he got his revenge. Uh, we we played like this last summer, and uh, he played a five h five on moves one and two, and he beat me. So, are you know, serious? Yeah, yeah. I oh, I want to point that out because I I don't want to, you know, just. Was he trolling trash you? talking teamwork. You think he was trolling you with that? Something like that. I mean, he just likes to have fun. Um, so, you know, I don't really like take any offense to it. But oh, yeah, it was okay. fine. He, and he, he convincingly outplayed me too. So, yeah, he, he got his revenge. Wait a minute. He played eight four. I mean eight five eight five. And this is like a standard time. This wasn't blitz or nothing. Yeah, no. This is like a real tournament. Ninety thirty. I was like in position for a norm. Not in position, but I had to get like maybe two out of three. And this was like round seven again. I think. Um, yeah, yeah, like a real game that, that mattered. Wow. All right. So I think that's the perfect segue into this. So we know who you want to throw hands with. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Oh, man. At this point. No, Timor's I was funny. Gonna... Timor's one of my favorite players. I, I like I... him a lot. I was going to say soft move or boss move. Going to a yoga class in the middle of your chess match. <laughs> oh, that... I guess in that one, it's got to be a soft move because he didn't win. But right. if he had won, that's a boss move for sure. It really depends. With the like, drink. Yeah. With the drink. It's like that Magnus Carlsen, like like the whole shushing thing during his game with Fabiano. Mm. I don't know if you guys remember that. I remember that. that. Yeah, it, it all depends on how it ends, you know? So, no, wait a minute. What happened? That wasn't the candidates tournament, no. That was was that the that was Sinkfield Cup. Yeah, I think it was Sinkfield Cup, and like it was, it was their last game before the World Championship. Yep. yep. And everyone was talking about how like Fabiano was making a big run, and then Carlson got this advantage, and then like shushed him on like not him, but like he went into the confessional booth and did that, yeah. like yep. shushing the haters. But then he didn't win the game; he ended up drawing. Right. So you I know, it all depends on how it how it works out, like. If you do something like that and you win, definitely a boss move. But if it doesn't work out, then not so much. Okay, wow. that that brings up the other one though from from that from that crazy chess story. Prearranged draws, soft move or boss move? Prearranged, definitely a soft move. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what about if I'm trying to get my money? Right? Yeah, I I would say you can't pre like you can't go up to the person and talk to them like oh uh, like let let's play this line and make a draw. But if you want to make a draw and you just like offer one on move five, I'm fine with that. If, if you just like prepare and then like play something mm-hmm. drawish and offer a draw and they take it, that I think is fine. Um, but talking to them before it and like arranging the result, I think is not good. So, so yeah, so this is something we've talked about a little bit on this pod too previously. Like, we feel like 
at the highest levels, you know, obviously there are a lot more draws than there are at the lower levels. So what we were trying to really maybe discuss was, you know, is that normal? Is it good for chess, bad for chess, or it, it doesn't? It doesn't. Mean, it doesn't mean anything. Like, like, how do you kind of feel about the number of draws at the higher levels of chess? Um, I don't mind it too much. I just think it kind of like is sort of a thing that is going to happen with the game of chess. Like, there's, it's like basically at the start of the game, it should be a draw. So you have to like kind of make quite a few mistakes to end up losing a game and vice versa like your opponent has to make a lot of mistakes for you to win a game so mm-hmm. when they're playing at the high levels um you know they make like one small mistake or two small mistakes in a game usually and it's not going to be enough to win so i i think it's good like i get to enjoy like the high level chess there um but i do see like for someone who doesn't understand chess or is just getting into chess like it's kind of hard to appreciate that type of high level play so for that, I would say like maybe it's better to have like you know blitz events or something like that is more interesting, and there are going to be a lot more mistakes and a lot more decisive games. Um, but for classical chess, you know, I don't think we need to go and like try to change it. Um, that's just, right. You know, if you if you have two really good players who are playing like their best, then it's just going to be a draw. There's not much to do about that. Joe, speak on. Well, you know how I feel about that. I always. Uh take this topic right back to the world championship match that had mm-hmm. I don't know, was it 12 draws all draws right yep. yep it was all draws so, like, I, I enjoyed the match and a lot of people didn't enjoy the match just because of the result but I enjoyed it how did you feel about the match yeah I thought it was enjoyable too it's also like kind of weird with the match where that's like the only game the spectators are watching so uh-huh. if you have like a 10 move draw in a match then like like let's say you bought a ticket or you like blocked out these like five hours to watch this game and then it's over in like half an hour I I can see how that could be a little disappointing Um, but for me personally I enjoyed the match too Um, like when I see a world championship match I want to see both players doing what they think they need to do to win like I don't think if I'm playing a world championship match I'm not worried about oh like what's the guy watching at home gonna think about my character because I took this draw I'm thinking about like how am I going to win this match and be, be the world champion? So, I, like, I, I don't really blame the players for that at all. Cool. Cool. Now I got another question. Spice this up. Who is the greatest Blitz player of you saw? Before we go into these games, who is the greatest Blitz player of you saw in person? Greatest player I've seen in person? Blitz-wise. Yeah. Speed pitch. Um, I would say Nakamura. Um, just because I haven't seen Carlson play Blitz in person. <laughs> um, but yeah, Nakamura is, I would say, like number two in the world probably in Blitz. Or at least what, very close. What can, what, what can he spot you? Um, I don't know. I've never played him in a, in a game that's spotted. But I know I've played him like online in one minute. And I think I've won like one game in probably like 30. So he could probably spot me quite a bit. Hmm. Saucy. Yeah, he, he he's really good. No, that asked, that reminds me. I wanted to ask you um if you're currently streaming chess or were you uh maybe interested in streaming chess at some point? Um I haven't been streaming anything. No. It, I think it would be kind of cool just to like do it a little bit, but I I haven't really like put in the time or like I know you have to like get a setup and like all that kind of stuff. I'm kind of mm-hmm. lazy, so 
yeah i haven't really <laughs> done anything like that it, it would be fun though just to like you know interact with people while you're playing and stuff like that i think it'd be a cool experience yeah i think you'd be really good at it like i would i would i would be you know following your channel i follow uh james canty he does it i follow nakamura mm-hmm. i like uh the chest bra channel i don't know if you're familiar with yeah, that. yeah i, I am to shout them out yeah yeah so i definitely I, I wouldn't say too often but like if i'm just hanging around like pull up a stream it's pretty cool i've seen jimmy's stream a few times um definitely been on the chest bra stream a few times um, and then whatever, like, you know, chess.com usually has some people doing stuff and commentary. So, yeah, those are a lot of fun to watch. Okay, let's have some fun. Let's get into these games. Yes, sir. I want to go first. But I want to ask the Tula this. No, I want the Tula to go first. We play this game. It's called Slide in the DM, right? Oh, God. All right. Uh, electric Slide in the DM. DM Salt Bay some game. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Salt Bay them DMs. Exactly. So what female chess related DM you would like to slide with? Oh man, I don't really know. I don't really like talk to people at tournaments. My man, no, no, no. <laughs> you you be looking at some leg at some tournaments. I've been at Chicago Open with you, man. No, no, I'm I'm looking at the the queen's legs on the board. I'm trying to see where she's going. <laughs> He's trying to have a queen uh crit walking all over you, <laughs> open like an IL. <laughs> Yeah, no, honestly, I yeah, I don't really know that there aren't even like that many girls in the chess scene. It's really like, you know, lopsided. They're like, the- Tim, I think I think that's going back to what I was telling you this morning. Yes, yes, but at the end of the day, though, they still are. So we have to appreciate the ones we have. Also, right. we usually throw this little kind of pre-qualifier too. It doesn't have to be anybody known in the chess world. It could be a local round-the-way chess girl at a coffee shop. <laughs> you know? Something like that. Or for uh, what we like to use is, like, somebody who came up with us scholastically that was playing chess. You know? Like, they qualify, too. So it don't have to be somebody relatively, you know, famous, you know, nationally, internationally, but just somebody in the community, loosely, Okay. Does that does, does that help at all or no? Uh, no, that that doesn't really help that much. Honestly. Nah. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a break then. All right, it could be any celebrity, anybody. Yes, go ahead. Good question. Any celebrity? Wow. Yep. Yep. Um, I guess. All right, yeah, there's this one poker player named Liv Bory. She's pretty sick. Nice. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I I haven't like followed her too much but i saw like one video i think she might have been on chess.com and she was doing like some kind of thing with like her and this other poker player with like two chess players so she's a poker and chess player so see that's my take i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to spice it up though because i tried to tell you i was doing some research before this podcast okay so what i found was that in the dinker tournament of high school champions in 2012 in which you competed in mm-hmm. also in that field was Alexandra Botez who is now a FIDE master and she also streams chess and oh by the way I think she's pretty high yeah I, I know her I not too well but yeah we met like once or twice would you slide in her DM? Uh, yeah I guess so she's hey. cool hey. <laughs> All right, all right, okay. 
Not if I slide in there first. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Go for it. It's all you. <laughs> all right, Joe. Your turn, buddy. You don't think you'll get out of here free? You know, it's funny. That that was actually the next one I was going to use. That, like, <laughs> really? really? Like that? That was like, really the next one. Like, straight up. Okay, since we got Tully on the line, I'm going to go with my previous answer because y'all didn't know who she was. Nazi pocketed. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's sick. Who was that? <laughs> she won the U.S. Championships twice. Oh, Dang, yeah. We, we just got our chest knowledge exposed. Yeah, she's actually really good. She was, she's like super solid. She beat me in like two and a half years ago. She wouldn't give you them uh, puppy dog eyes, was she? <laughs> no, no. You know, chest kind of showing at the chessboard, was she? No, no. <laughs> I yeah, I was in. Yeah, I've I just played bad. I played well for like the first half, and then I just got outplayed the rest of it. Tuli ain't telling the truth, man. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't telling the truth, man. Hey, man, a gentleman don't always got to reveal everything, man. You know, same as for a lady. They don't got to always reveal everything. Okay. Political <laughs> correctness. Yeah, that's that template. <laughs> what you mean? I'm I'm always the one that's, that's the no first comment. one. To a Tuli, a Tuli. Uh-huh. Name a chess player. It don't even have to be a player. Tournament director that you would like to throw hands with. And I see you done buffed up, lifting weights and all that other stuff. So you know what I'm saying? You pretty strong. Who you yeah, like you, to slap? Nah. Yeah, you kind of looking like uh, like the new Mike Bibby out here. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I've, I've gotten small now. I, I've lost all my muscle. But if I have to pick one, it's definitely Power Sock. <laughs> Dang. Thank you, Power Sock. What? You think you could take Bowersock? Bowersock kind of mean little dude, man. No, I could definitely take Bowersock. Okay, because I was yeah. I was downtown and he told he told Slick Mick, you would never beat me. I'm your superior. Dang, <laughs> he said that. Slap the shit out of him. Wow. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, he, he's two- he's all bark, no bite. Oh. See, oh, wow. so see he see he know he know him on a different level. Yeah, we, we share a wall. We, level. We're we're housemates here at Michigan. <laughs> Wait, but y'all live in the same house. <laughs> what? You said y'all live in the same house? Yeah, we got six of us. Me, him, and like four others. But the other four don't live there, so And you wanna throw hands with your roommate? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> he Okay, y'all, so y'all who argue a lot, huh? Uh, no, no. Basically, whenever we talk to each other, our, our goal is to make the other person annoyed or angry. Like, <laughs> always one of us is mad. It's like 50-50. Wow. So, so who who is somebody that you're just itching to get back on the chessboard with or on the chessboard with for the first time? Like, you literally cannot wait to just see them on the chessboard and, you know what I mean, just take you know take some stuff some mean aggression out on them um i mean i don't know if this counts but obviously i'd want to play carlson never played mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. um in terms of getting revenge I'm trying to think yeah I, who are some people who like upset me that that's what i'd want someone who who got an upset win against me I like this who to beat the brakes off you on the chessboard you like damn 
feet whooping on me like this? Um, or maybe somebody just been talking trash like y'all never play like they they think they could beat you, but you really just like nah, I'm about to put this person in their place. Um, I don't know if anyone really has been talking trash that I haven't got to play a lot. Like I don't think people really talk trash to me that much. Or if they do, it's like while we're playing, and you know that. Oh, it's you know, like mm. then I don't have to talk. You just play. Well, um, what about maybe it's somebody from a rival pro chess league team to the Pittsburgh Prong Grabbers, or somebody that you lost the match to a close game with when you were playing with them that you would like to get back? Does anything come to mind in that aspect? Yeah, I guess this season we lost to the Chess Bros. So if I could play like Eric or Amon or one of them, that maybe that. Nice. I was playing him on some one minute yesterday, and I think he ended up like up a few games. So, I maybe a one minute match with him on. Let's go! I mean, I would pay to see that. Yeah, I, they're they're fun matches. Usually gets me. You know, I get a few games. Yeah, those guys, those guys are pretty tricky. What's the next game, Derek? I, I don't know. Tula just been throwing me all off. I'm trying to go back to him at Bowerside. <laughs> well, let me know this right. Yeah, college night, y'all party, right? You come in, he'd ate all your, your Raymond noodles, your Skittles, <laughs> all that other stuff, right? Right. Y'all get to arguing, right? Who swing first, you or him? Uh, who would swing? We're usually not swinging. <laughs> Depends. Uh, if it's been a wild night, he, mm-hmm. he, he's probably swinging. You gonna let him? Okay, so you. So if he swings. How do you go about this? Do you swing back or do you just kind of like push <laughs> it to the side the and then like, do you put him in a boss up type headlock? I mean, I usually don't even notice. Like, you know, he's just doing his thing over there. He's like trying to hit me. Then like, he's got to do a lot to really get my attention. Okay. Yeah. So let's say he has your attention. Well, Would you say, got a pistol, man. <laughs> Would you say you're more likely to knock him out or make him tap? Probably make him tap. Hey, armbar. Yeah. <laughs> Headlock. Oh, sleeper man. Hold. Put him in that old school sleeper hold. That deep down <laughs> sleeper. <laughs> so when you make a tap out, you like, man, I'm the better chess player. Say it. Say it. <laughs> Say it. <laughs> That's how I be? Yeah, something Ooh. like that. So who, who wins yeah. the blitz matchups? You or power side? Well, after two little um, his ass, he do. <laughs> yeah, I, I win the blitz matchups, but they're like... Some, like I won't win all of them, but on average, I'm I'm up for sure. Can you spot them? Um, I've never tried. Depends how much we're like trying to spot. I probably have you ever. Bit. Have you ever mugged them? Meaning you beat them five in a row? Um, I'm sure I have at some point. He's probably mugged me too, though. We've just played so many games. But have you ever adopted them? Beat them ten in a row? Ten is tough. Probably not ten. I don't have think you I ever know. end up liking the same girl on campus, man? That has not happened before, no. That you don't know of. You don't know. That's true. Yeah, maybe maybe we have. My, Mikey could be out with her right now. You're going to make him hang up on the podcast, man. Yeah, I better go check on him. Let's <laughs> no, yeah. just go to that Michigan game, by the way, man. Uh, we are up by 14. With a minute and a half left, I think we should be good. That should be pretty secure. Yeah, I think we're good. It would not be secure if it was Michigan State, though. <laughs> Michigan State would just come back and beat us. Yeah. Actually, Michigan let this game get close. They were just up six, probably about six minutes ago. 
Yeah, that Michigan State's been getting us, but we'll see. They have to get through Duke and everything. That's so. true. Come out of their side. That's true. Yeah, we'll see. I guess we don't have to deal with that jaw, that jaw guy, because he's losing right now. Yeah, well, that's let's true. get back to the chess, man. <laughs> uh, what you think about Josh, man? Um, I. Honestly, I haven't seen him play too much. Um, I know, I've seen him like a little bit in like Facebook videos. But... I need y'all to get it in. I need y'all to play, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm down to play. We actually, I think we played a little bit on Lee Chess and like a little mini thing, but I, I don't remember how we did it. And we didn't play like very many games. Um, but yeah, I'd love to play him. He seems like he's pretty strong. But yeah, he's down here winning everything. Is he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he for the he last won. two years. He won the Michigan Open and the Michigan uh, Blitz Championship, didn't he? Motor City Open. He won in everything. So yeah, he won the Motor City Open too. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. I he think I, you need to c- come down and put some hands and feet on that man, man. <laughs> yeah, he won that FIDE tournament nine to zero too. <laughs> yeah, we had a FIDE invitation. He beat everybody ass. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's definitely his ratings been going up like pretty fast. So. Yeah, it's good. No, 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 no. You got to talk that cash money, big future stuff. But he ain't you. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, we'll tell him. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I still think, you know, it'd be a fun match. I obviously think I would win. But, you know, he should also think he's going to win. Like, that's how competitors think. Yeah. So, you know, only one way to find out. Okay. Can I, can I throw a hypothetical down? Sure. Let's say it's... International Master Atuya Shetty, International Master Sapo Bora, uh, National Master uh, James Canty, National Master Mauro Lopez, Fide Master Joshua Postuma, and Fide Master Ben Lee. Let's say it's the six of you guys in a round robin. Who who wins? I mean, yeah, I, I got to pick myself, right? I but, think so too. Okay, yeah, so yeah. so who comes in second? Uh, I would say Safa. Yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say the two of us are like one and two. Um, For sure. Yeah, but I mean, obviously that's like a pretty strong field. You never know what could happen. Yeah, I would who actually. If last? it's that's the question. See, he if it's ask, who if coming last? it's just who coming last? Yes. Um, I don't. So I don't know Mara Lopez very well so i i can't really judge his play if it's a blitz tournament then maybe... let's say let's say double round robin two so you play everybody twice mm-hmm. and is this uh, like a blitz tournament or classical well you yeah we could call it we could call it blitz then or however you however you want to think about it whatever makes it easier to think about it but double round robin you play each opponent um twice one with uh each color Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, but and so was it was me, Sopel, Ben, Josh, Mara Lopez, and James. James. Okay. Yeah, in Blitz, it's hard. So, let's. I'm gonna take Mara out of it because I don't. I, I haven't seen him play, so mm-hmm. I don't really know. If it's Blitz, then maybe Ben comes last in classical. Uh probably James Caney comes last. Um, but yeah, it, it'd be a tough tournament either way, for sure. Absolutely. I would pay to see that one also, by the way. Joseph. <laughs> Y'all better leave Ben alone. 
Hey, Bentley was just uh, competing today, actually, at the uh, the Michigan uh, Juniors. Oh, okay. So I think theirs is a two day. I could be wrong. Yeah, the K twelve is two day usually. I think. Okay, so yeah, so then the first part of it, they just did that today for the K twelve. So. He's the he's the highest rated player there, obviously. Um, yeah, probably. He he probably is the favorite to win that, so we'll see how that goes mm-hmm. too. Yeah, I mean he's up there nationally too. He'd be a good representative for for the Denker if he won that. Man, you got a chess.com man. After this, man, can I get some games on chess.com? Yeah, chess or something. Yeah, like? definitely. Yeah, what's the what's the handle, man? Um, on chess.com, it's ASMS ninety six ninety nine. Man, I ain't gonna remember. You have to inbox me that. All right. That's right. <laughs> These, wait, ASMS nine six nine 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 six nine nine. That's a gangster name. Like you can't really tell who that belongs to. Yeah, it was like my dad came up with it because it's my initials and my sister's initials and then my birth year and my sister's birth year. Nice. Okay. And then on on Lee Chess, it's AA Shetty. So that one's a little easier. Man, Tim, you got that? Because as soon as you get off, man, I'm, I'm looking for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, we could play this back. That's probably what I'm going to do. I'm just playing the podcast back. You're just going to let your LD come Or, out. no, actually, when I was doing my research also, when I just Googled a Tuya Shetty chest, it pulled up his chest.com username. Like, so it showed me, it so showed me his profile. Write that down, man. I, I don't even own it. Man, it's on the digital record. We got it on digital record, man. We good. Man, inbox to me, man. All right, all right. I, yeah, I Atuya, you gotta you gotta tell everyone else too, like how else that they could um follow you or interact with you. Like, do you have Twitter, Instagram, um, um Facebook? Yeah. If you want to put that, or yeah, I have, else? Facebook is pretty good. Um, I have like Instagram, but and like Twitter, but I don't really use them, so it's probably not the best way. Um, I would say mainly on Facebook. Just like friend me on there, send me a message, something like that. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's all I to ask you. You, you playing the Chicago Open this year? I was just about to ask that, man. Yeah, he's staying with us, bro. <laughs> bro, we yeah, yeah, we were talking a little Future, bit about that. Females and chess and chicken wings. I hope you like chicken wings. Bro. I do, I do. Have you, oh, yeah. yeah, I I have this little routine. I don't know if you guys have ever been to a pot belly, the sandwich shop. No. So they have this dessert called Dream Bars that are like sort of like cookies, but I would say better than a regular cookie. He talking about edibles. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. They have this dessert. So I always have like spicy chicken wings and then I have a Dream Bar with milk after it. So it like counteracts it. That's like my little routine that I do. You know what, man? Atulia is officially from the hood. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, gotta, we, we gotta try to hang out with Chicken him, wings. <laughs> Throwing hands. Dream <laughs> bars. Yeah. We, we replacing him with Joe. Future. Yeah. I you wait, man, I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, you gone, bro. <laughs> All right. Yes, we do. You already said future. Young scooter. Goo wop. Goo wop. Chicken wings. <laughs> <laughs> well, Atulia, is there. Is there anything like I don't know, like anything just like on or, on your mind or that comes to mind that uh, you would want people to know about you that they probably don't know? Um, nothing particularly, honestly. Just like I don't know, I feel like a lot of people know me as like you know this the the I am chess player who plays in Michigan. Just like you know, mm-hmm. I do some other stuff like you know poker and like watching sports and that stuff. Um, it's not all about chess always. You know, you gotta gotta enjoy life for other things. You shoot dice? 
I do not. I've seen some Come posts on, man. Facebook about it, but you want to learn? I, I guess I could learn. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, <laughs> What? I'm trying to give me some lessons, bro. Man, are you talking about the hood dice or the craps at the casino, man? Four, oh, five, two, six. Them two different games. Two dice. Two totally different games. <laughs> you want to learn? Yeah, I'm done. I like learning new games. Do you know how to play spades? Like, are you down to come in like a family cookout or a kickback or something like dominate a spades game? I don't know how to play. I've seen some Twitter videos about it, but I've, I've never actually learned how to play. I should probably figure that out, though, before I come. Well, what about this other Michigan game? It's not very hood, but a lot of people in Michigan tend to play this card game. It's called Euchre. You know how to play that? Yeah, I learned a while ago. I don't remember the rules exactly, but actually one of my classes, we had to write like a program that like simulates Euchre. But yeah, I don't, oh. I'm not like that great or anything. But yeah, I know like the basic rules. Oh, okay. Wait a minute, you write computer programs? Yeah, so I'm studying computer science and business, so I got to write a little bit of stuff. Ain't no dummy. <laughs> Definitely I'm not. Ain't no dummies going to Michigan. <laughs> you know about Captain J's chicken? No, I don't. Oh man, we gotta we got you gotta we gotta bring it back down to Detroit, bro. Yeah. Man, Captain J's isn't really just a Detroit thing though, is it? I mean, I think it started here. For my knowledge. Like, Cause like JJ's chicken and fish, it's like all over Chicago and they got some here in Detroit, you know? Like, I don't know. Yeah, what about pizza? What about Pizza Populous? Pizza Populous? Uh, yeah, I've been there once. Ben Feingold took me there. Let's go. Yeah, that Let place is big ass eat. Uh, you shouldn't have said that name. That, that, uh, D wanted to throw the hands for Feingold. So yeah. Man. <laughs> no, ben, Ben's my guy. I grew up playing with him. Which being out of shape, being a slim being, Ben Feingold. Man, come on, man. Ben Feingold is a is a is a is a Michigan chess legend, man. Whether you want to throw hands with him or not, no, I respect his game. <laughs> I respect his game. I respect his game, man. I hope I hope he uh can can bring a chess club or a chess school up to Michigan whenever he's done with his calling in Atlanta. That would be cool. Yeah, that would be definitely cool. I mean, like open up a Michigan chapter. Yeah. Tula, before I let you go, before I let you go, do you think we could come down to the University of Michigan and hang with you? Yeah, yeah, come down whenever. I got like a month till graduation. But yeah, I mean, even in the summer, I'll probably be around here. Yeah, come come down. Y'all be be having good Thirsty Thursdays? Yeah, there's some places to go. Wait a minute, Tim. You never partied in Ann Arbor? I've never partied in Ann Arbor. You oh, got to remember, God. me, I spent a lot of my adult life <coughs> in the military. So I wasn't oh, in right. Michigan. So I'm just now getting back acquainted with yeah. all that. Got to come to Ann Arbor. Now, Tula, we going to lock you in. We're going to come. Okay. I'll, I'll be ready. If we go down there and Bowersock hears this and make you top out, I'm going to jump in and help you. I'm okay. jumping in, too. I, I won't need any help. Don't worry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Said when he when he get that uh that D town sleeper on him, bro, it's <laughs> over. Oh man, they're about to get Bauer's soccer ass whooped. <laughs> oh man. Well, I appreciate you having you know joining us. Anything you want to say before we close out? No, no, it was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. It's good talking to you guys. Likewise, champ. Likewise.
Strongest, Likewise. strongest player in Michigan. Number one player in Michigan right here, besides Derek Wilder. <laughs> <laughs> Let me be great. Hey man, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just calling the spade a spade. Oh, we forgot to wait. Time out, man. We forgot to break the news, man. We got to break the news here first. Go ahead. Well, uh, Atulia, can you, um, if you, if you wouldn't mind, I don't know if you're ready for the world to notice or not or whatever, but, uh, um, do you think that you would want to disclose, you know, what you're going to do, um, after you finish up with school here soon? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, I graduate in like a week and then, uh, not a week, like a month, but in August, I'm going to be moving to Philadelphia, um, working at, working for a trading company out there. So yeah, going to be leaving, but you know, still, I'll still be back. My parents are still here. Uh, still, still a Michigander at heart, but definitely yeah, going to be moving to Philly, uh, in a few months now. Damn Eagles oh, fan. Wow. No, I, I'm but I'll still still not a fan. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's such a huge opportunity. And I know, like, you're going to be so successful in that. But on the chess uh, side of things, that opens up the number one spot in Michigan for somebody else. Because I don't know exactly how long you've had it, but I feel like you've been the number one player for quite some time. He's going to be down there with bro Chris Sims. We need to give him Chris Sims information. Yeah, man. Yeah, him, definitely. Chris Sims, we're we gonna have to have a, a Pennsylvania base of uh, uh, Detroit chess killers now. Yeah, definitely. Right. Mm-hmm. And we'll be down there for the world anyway this year. Yeah. World I, Open. Yeah, I was saying I won't have moved there till August, but I'll, I'll probably be playing World Open also, most likely. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, the entry fee is free for you. I don't think it's free. I think it's like 100 bucks or something. It's definitely discounted, but you got to be GM to get the free entry. And I'm paying damn near 300 Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Got to get the IM title. Be like that, yep. What they say, uh, like, rank has his privilege or something like that? I don't know. Yeah, so- something like that. I, I don't yeah, know. Something along those. You know, you, you put enough skins into the game. Like, imagine how many entry fees this man done paid in order to get that IM title. Yeah. Well, shout out to my parents for that. But- <laughs> shout out. <laughs> yeah. Huge shout out. Like you know what I'm saying? He could he could get some free entry fees or reduced entry fees now. They done put so much into the game. Yeah, for sure. Also, I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna let y'all close out. Make sure power start getting contact because I gotta get him on because I know you didn't just dog walked him through the whole episode. <laughs> right? Uh yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll let him Bro, know. The funny part about it is, you know, he probably wouldn't even just went there like on his own. Like we kinda, you know, steered him <laughs> over there into that lane, but that's that's what's up, man. That's that's pretty funny. Yeah, no, Actually, I don't, I don't even think we just... pushed them too hard. <laughs> no, no, we kind of nudge. We're always saying stuff to each other. I, I'm sure he, he would say the same thing. So, yeah, it's all in good fun. So, what Soft would be doing, man? Um, same stuff. Uh, he's at Michigan studying. He's also doing computer science and business. Um, so yeah, some similar stuff. He just begins slap down. What? <laughs> yeah, that did kind of sound like something. Like, what? What? What, what are we asking here? Uh, I'm, I'm, if you and Bowersock be scrapping, I mean, what what sauce would be doing? Oh, I don't know. He, he's doing his own thing. Yeah, he be getting slapped down, boss. <laughs> yeah, he could come. He could come on the podcast too if he wants to. Yeah, that's, you know what, you know, Mike Bowersock. I've never heard that man speak more than ten words in my life. Sauce. 
Yep. Oh, he, he talks a little bit. He disagrees. Gotta, right. You gotta get him in the right situation. What? Ooh. A what? Oh, I got yeah. a, I got some um I got some breaking news for you guys. Uh, Timur and uh Sam Sevian they just drew their game in the U.S. Championship. Yeah, uh, funny story about that. They announced on the commentary that uh, well, Timur came late. Apparently, he's playing in another tournament at the same time. What? Yeah, he entered the Mid America Open. That's like 20 minutes away from the St. Louis Chess Club. So he was wow. playing a morning round and then. Yeah, he probably like Ubered or something over to the U.S. Championships to play against Sethian. Good man, Dude, <laughs> this man is unbelievable. I know he, he's goat. great. He's great. That guy's a goat. This, this dude is living that life. Now he probably has the chess groupies. He, yeah, if anyone has them, it's, it's got to be. He's probably him. got them, bro. <laughs> him and Matt, skydiving and all types of stuff. Yeah, man, we got we got to reach out to him, man. Yeah, yeah man, the, between the yoga classes and, and the multiple tournaments, and he probably hit the peace pipe and everything. Yeah, two tournaments, place off. Of, I mean, played a tulip off the of fifth of Jack Daniels. <laughs> went to yoga. Mm-hmm. Let that man be great. What? Oh yeah, I'm. Pretty much done. Anybody got anything to say before we close this out? No, I just wanted to say, uh, you know, thanks again for letting me be a part of this. I think this is huge for chess, huge for especially, you know, Michigan chess. And uh, yeah, I just appreciated you uh, taking time out of your day to come on here with us, uh, Matuya. Yeah, definitely. Thank- thanks for having me. It's a lot of fun. Joseph? Yeah, I just want to thank you for coming on, hanging with us. Oh. Look forward to Chicago Open. Uh, that's about all. And I just, I just want to thank you, Tula, for coming because you know he have to come on. And uh, I want Mikey Bowersock to fight back, man. <laughs> Taking that abuse from my homeboy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh. I also wanted to thank you for uh, for not not beating me up too bad back in the 2003 Chicago Open when we both played in the same under uh 1400 session. Okay. Uh, <laughs> glad I could do that for you. <laughs> So I'm signing off for two. Make sure I get them uh, chess.com elite chess handles. Yeah. And I'm gone. Peace. All right, everybody.